your goal is to create happy customers who then create other happy customers. Go! Congratulations! Here's what I've learned. The best of the best have got the problem. We're selling, going, going. God, so congratulations. Let's have a look at the facts. What's your goal for the next six months? While you're here today, can I just say to you, look around tomorrow or look around if you're out and about now. Chances are you're at home, but look around your life. Whenever you see people, you'll notice they're never smiling. Try this. Try this. Smile at people and you'll be shocked that people will respond back with a smile. Nine out of ten, smile back. I did the experiment over a day last week. And I did it in an area where a lot of people don't know me because I didn't want to be smiling to people I already know. So as Will Hampson says, smile and the world smiles with you. Try smiling. I want to tell you five questions I repeated on Insta the other day. And I'm going to repeat them now. This is, guys and girls, what every client asks when they're dealing with someone in sales. Let me run through them. Number one, do I like this person? And a smile's going to help. Number two, does this person Listen to me. Number three. Does he make me feel important? Number four. Do they get me and my problem? And number five. Do I trust them? They're the five things. You know these five. Hey Aaron. You know these five. And I'm saying to you that you are well in to getting the business. Now, if you nail the first four, but the fifth, which is they don't trust you. I'm well, Aaron. They don't trust you. You won't get the business. So I want you to think about trust as being a big trust account. Like those of you that are in real estate here understand a trust account and that you're depositing things into that trust account. They're trust deposits. And what I'm saying is, over a long period of time, when you're dealing with a client for a year, you can build trust because everything you're doing is either building or destroying trust in you, right? So they're seeing whether you're dependable. They're seeing whether you get back to them when you say you would. They're seeing whether you're being proactive. They're actually looking at your brochures to see whether there's any typos on there. They're actually looking at everything that you're doing. They're looking at your social media. And from that, they're working out whether to trust you. However, I'm going to say to you this. If they don't trust you, all those things don't matter. And here's the problem. Social media is basically you on stage. If you're in sales, you're on stage. So it's so important that what you post on social media supports you with the reputation you want to have in your market as being a professional. Now, 
I want everyone to understand that when you, you've got to fish where the fish are. There's a great saying, why do people rob banks? Because that's where the money is. And you have to think, where is my audience? And I have to say that sometimes I think, particularly from a real estate perspective, that a lot of times people are posting on their social media to the wrong audience. They're posting stuff potentially to other colleagues. So what I'd like you to start thinking about to yourself is this. Is what I'm posting enhancing my image and my reputation as a professional in my sector? So important. The other thing I want to talk to you very briefly about is a conversation I had with a coaching client the other day. They did everything proper, copybook style for two years. Stayed in contact, gave all the right information, built trust, did everything. Did those five things I just talked about. And then they were sitting pitching for the business. And all they had to do was to ask. But instead of asking, they said this. So what do you think? And the people said, you've given us plenty to think about tonight. Leave it with us and we'll be in touch in the week. Subsequently, what happened is someone sat down with them and won the business. Why am I bringing this topic up? Because I believe that there's a group of people, guys and girls, but a lot of the times it's more female problem oriented than guys. And what they do is that they have a belief in their head that if you close, that that is being pushy. And what I'd like those of you that have a problem with closing is to change the word to asking. Ask, ask, ask. Nothing happens without asking. Now, of course, this person had the right to ask because they had done everything right for two years. And all they'd had to do is change what they said, which was, so what do you think? To this. Let's get this up and running because I want to make sure we get the best auctioneer and photographer ready to get this in time for the first open. Okay. And then just completed the paperwork. Or as Peter Clement says, would you like me, would you like to put me to work? And I actually think to myself that when you've earned the right, here are the key secrets to asking correctly. Thank you, Nick Riggers. I love your compliments.
Assumptiveness, confidence. They're the two main things. Assumptiveness and confidence. Now, of course, that can be a real negative if you are going in ahead of time. As Manos says, the false belief that they have automatically earned the right to the listing without even asking. I like that. Beautifully said. So I'd like you to take the words, ask, ask, ask. The next thing I'd like you to do, everyone that's watching this rant on Insta or Facebook, I'd like you to get a card like this, and I don't have a pen here on me, and I'd like you to write tomorrow on it next. And every time something shit happens, you don't actually participate in that problem for too long. You look at your card, next, move on. That sales, move on, next. This is going to help you actually not participate and dwell in the past. It is not changeable. The future is changeable, but the past is fixed. So there's no point hanging out there. Sure, it can be a place of reference, but it is not a place of residence. So let's move on to the real rant tonight. And I'm going to run through, my friends, the five kinds of salespeople. And this is going to be a little bit fun because you're going to relate to these people and we're going to take a little bit of the mickey out of them. The first one is the one that I call the slimy one who pounces. You know the type? Look, they're pretty good at reading the play, but as soon as they get a clue, their commission breath just comes out of their mouth and they can't help themselves. Example is if you're a real estate agent and you find out at an open house that someone lives locally and they might come on the market, you don't even try and build rapport with them. You don't even try and play chess and think, okay, play this slowly here, right? What you do is you just pounce. When can I come over and look at your house? Like, doof, straight away. And people get turned off this so much. What do smart people do? They register that information, they stay reaction-free, and what they do is it helps them put the jigsaw puzzle together. That, my friend, the first one is the slimy one that pounces. We don't like that. Let's move on to the second one. The second one is the one that I call, uh, let's call him, the interrogator, the interrogator. This is the person that goes to a training course and hears, ask questions. You've got to ask questions. And what they do is that they literally ask questions and they'll walk into a house, like if you're, let, let's make everything about real estate today, right? Makes it nice and easy. They walk into a house and what they do is they start asking questions. And can I ask you, what are your plans when you leave here? Right. Okay. And have you bought something yet? Right. Right. And um, how soon do you want to sell? Right. Okay. Great. And um, who's involved in this decision? Right. 
And do you know any other agents in this area that you're working with, right? And all of a sudden, the people think to themselves, hey, I called you out to do a fucking job. Look at my house. Tell us what you think it's worth and what it's going to cost us. But what this person does is sit there as if they're an undercover detective. Gang, I get it. You want a fact, fine. But you've got to do it in a way without sounding like you're part of the bloody Australian crime squad, right? Man, you've just got to understand that what you have to do, guys and girls, is this. Don't take things literally. You've got to be, you know, you've got to be structured in a way that they don't realize you're structured. That's the real secret, my friends. Okay, that's the interrogator. Never be an interrogator. Let's move on to the third kind of salesperson. The, the, the flash fake prick. Let's call, they're, they're, they're all flash. They're all swank, all wank, nothing in the bank, right? All show, right? L you know, looks a million dollars, fantastic. Everything sounds perfect, right? You know, the stuff that comes out of their mouth, unbelievable, you know? Um, you actually think to yourself, shit, I must be dumb because I don't understand a single thing that they're saying. You, you ever met that person where they go on for like five minutes and you're just sort of totally overwhelmed with, you know, and they'll talk about this system and this process, this and that. Hey, gang, let me say to you, the flash prick generally has got nothing. They're the ones that say, hey, oops, you want to, oh, okay, who's, they're the one that you're trying to work out who is going to pay the bill, and it's never them, because they're broke, right? Anyway, um, they dress well, you know, um, anyway, you get, like, you see a lot of these people, right? You see a lot of these people, guys. Anyway, let's move on. Um, let's move on to number four. Number four, the cowboy. The cowboy is the straight out bullshit artist, right? Straight out. They're, this guy is is he's got even and an, an no no packaging, right? Nothing. There's no there's no gift wrapping on this bullshit artist. This guy here, yeah, mate, it's all good, mate. Hundred percent, it'll be done, right? And you know, there and then, it's not going to be done. This is the guy. I mean, I heard I heard some time ago there was a real estate agent at an auction that actually said to a buyer, the buyer said, are you sure it's got a cast? Like, Absolutely, yeah, yeah, 100%, no problem. Yeah, yeah, just yeah, just get there, put some paint over it, put your number, that's all good, mate, that's all good, mate. That is the cowboy, just, you know, straight out, breaking every rule that exists, every rule that exists out there, right? In all industries, the ones that, you know, they'll get all the forms done wrong, they'll fudge a form there, they'll do there, you know, you'd see them in loan broking, in car sales, mate, unbelievable. Nick Carr would know it, cowboy, welcome to the car industry, not many are left, okay. So gang, there they are the cowboys. The last one that we're going to talk about is what I call um, the rescuer. The rescuer is an interesting person. The, the rescuer basically gets sucked in to the customer's problems and they actually begin to actually live the problems themselves, right? The, the, the rescuer is the person that turns around and says, uh, says um, to me as an auctioneer, Tom, we've got to get these people 2 million because um, 
they, um, they owe one four and they've got another loan of 300 there plus the husband, um, long story, but he's got to um, um, pay off his car and they're planning to take six months off, right? And they're going to have a holiday um, in Europe and they're not going to be working during that time. So we need to get two million bucks, right? So this person comes in to bloody save them, right? Or this person actually, um, um, uh, um, they just get sucked into the whole situation. Guys and girls, listen here, listen here. When you're in sales, you're there to get people from stuck to unstuck. You're not there to save the world. Yes, be a compassionate person, but never ever get deluded that just because they're going to like you, that you're actually solving their problem. They're two different things. As Flinney said one day, he said, Tom, what they need is a heavy hitter to get them moving forward. So gang, I'm going to say to you, what does a professional do? They build rapport, they have empathy, but they never lose track. As Chris says, they get focused and stay focused on getting the job done. And of course, my friend, is that you, um, you sometimes can have a bit of a problem. When you actually become too close to a client, you actually then stop treating them like a client. And then you fall into this conflict where you don't tell people what they really need to hear. Guys and girls, I wanna thank you so much for your attention, which is the number one currency in the world that we live in. I also wanna let you know that for me, your ability to understand that when you work in sales, listen to me very carefully, it's a combination of adjusting your style to meet that other person's style. I said it two weeks ago, if you're seven foot tall, everyone you look at is short. Think about what I just said. If you're seven foot tall, everyone you look at is short. What that basically says is, you see the world as you are, not as it is. I'd like to say to you that people buy for their reasons, not yours. Remember that. People buy for their reasons, not yours. What do great salespeople do is they're able to think like their customer. And they're able through very powerful questioning, allow a customer to come up with a realization themselves because they don't tell. That's the difference. The, they force their clients to tell themselves that. Guys and girls, Eric on Sunday, Monday, come to the stand and see me. I'll be emceeing for both days. I am going to be under the pump, but I'm going to actually be at the stand. And any of you that are not in the real estate gym that are going to Eric, come over to the stand 
and uh, you're gonna be able to uh, pick up your real estate gym journal if you join the gym. Those of you that are in the gym, come and pick up your journal there. And uh, Susan's gonna have information about when our live real estate gym courses are happening. And in addition to that, um, information on the app. I wanna thank you so much. Gang, signing off with love always. Thanks for tuning in, guys and girls. You can join me on Facebook for the live Sunday night rant every week. And if you're in real estate, just Google Tom Panos and you'll find a heap of resources and interviews where million-dollar agents share their strategies. See you next week. Let's have a look at the facts. What's your goal for the next?